there, welcome to TripCast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Today, I am super excited because my sweet friend, Nicole, has offered to share her story um, about her and her husband and their journey into adoption, which I am like super excited because this is something that is near and dear to my heart as well. My siblings are adopted, so... I kind of have the other side, but Nicole, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Amy. So the cool thing about adoption, I think I read this quote, um, and it said, adoption is about expanding families. Do you think that's true? Yes and no. I think I think adoption is about a lot of things. Um, I think in the beginning, I definitely thought that, but I think it's so much more. Okay. That's awesome. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you, and you can just sort of jump off this cliff and take it as far as you want to go, but what did your journey into adoption look like? Like how long had you and Nick been together? And then how did it, like, was adoption always the plan? Was it never the plan? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think Nick and I, we wanted to be married for a few years. You know, I'm very much a planner, so it was like... I called it the five-year plan until we were going to start trying. We got married at 22, so we were young. Yes, very Um, young. And yeah, I I definitely had a little bit of issues in in high school and college and and thought maybe getting pregnant might be more challenging, but you know, you never think that you're not going to be able to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, And so when we started trying and it didn't happen right away, my doctor was like, it's no problem. Like, you know... People make it seem like it, you know, happens right away. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we tried for about a year and then he was like, okay, um, (laughs) yeah, you probably need to, you know, check this out more. And um, we tried getting pregnant for probably a year and a half or two years. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because a full year of infertility, just trying, and then about a year and a half of, like, actual treatment. Um, And so Nick and I, you know, as far as fertility is concerned, um, I was a maniac on some of the drugs that they gave me. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I just mentally was not, like, dealing well. And we we didn't go to the IVF route. About a year before, like we officially like knew we were having problems um on a Sunday after church I got in the car I just started bawling and Nick was like what is wrong with you and I'm like I don't know I just feel very heavy on my heart like we're gonna have a problem having kids I feel like the Lord just spoke that to me and he's like you're crazy he's like you know there's all kinds of treatment and I was like I don't know I just feel like God's preparing my heart yeah kind of like a warning like yeah get ready (laughs) yeah so as we kind of started that kind of lingered in the back of my head because I I felt like that was just such a strong presence for me Mm -hmm. yeah I felt like God early on was already kind of prepping me um I was born to be a mom like when my little sister came like I was mama to her I mean (laughs) I just definitely you know feel like God gifted me with I don't know that motherly nurturing um personality and so Um, yeah, I just, I want to, I just want to interject something really quick. You guys cannot see where I'm sitting, but I'm sitting in the most amazing little like (laughs) play slash learning area of (laughs) their house. So yeah, definitely nurturing and warm a hundred percent. I would totally agree with you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. So about probably a year to a year and a half in, um, our doctor basically said like, you know, we probably need to send you to a fertility specialist 
and um so we just we said we wanted to take a little bit of time and we'd been praying about it and so they made us an appointment and um at our church uh north point uh community um church in fresno they had something in their bulletin about an informational meeting about adoption with bethany christian adoption services and i told my husband i was like i really want to check this out i just want to be educated and i love learning new things um we knew a little bit about adoption Um, my husband's cousin had adopted actually through bethany as well okay um but his cousin was adopted um at an older age i think she was like 11 or 12 and so what he knew of adoption was very different than what I was envisioning, like domestic infant adoption. Um, And so we pretty much argued the entire drive to church. (laughs) Isn't that how it is? Yeah, apparently. (laughs) And he's like, I don't know why we're doing this. Like, we're not even to that point. Like, we haven't even seen a fertility specialist. And, you know, he he pretty much was just really struggling with it. And I was like, look, I'm not saying that I'm giving up or anything else. Like, I just want to... I want to know all the options. Right. So well, being the planner that you are. Exactly. Options, you want to know. Exactly. Got it. So we went into that meeting. It was probably like an hour, hour and a half meeting. And we came out and we got back in the car and Nick was like, okay. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> and <laughs> Do he's, tell. Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, I don't know. I just feel like God changed my heart. He's like, I'm on board with adoption. And I'm like, well, I'm not. Like, I just wanted information. And... um. And he's like, well, he's like, I'll support you with, you know, whatever you want to do. But like, I, do, I don't know. He's like, it's crazy. I feel like God's changed my heart. And I'm like, in an hour and a half? How, how can this be? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, I came home and a couple weeks later was when we were going to be going to the fertility specialist and had all my paperwork and I was cooking dinner and I just, I knew that I knew that I knew that God was asking me to be obedient. And um, Nick came home from work, and I said, well, I think I'm done. And he's like, with dinner? He's like, it's only 4.45. And I said, no, I, I think I'm, I don't think I want to do this. I said, I don't feel called to the infertility route with IVF. And, and I just want to put this out here, too. I don't, I think God uses medical treatment, and I think yeah. it is beautiful. I have a best friend who used IVF, but... I knew for me right. that if I were going to be obedient to what God was asking of me, it wasn't the IV route, IVF right. route. And um, he's like, okay. So we shredded up the paperwork. We called and canceled the appointment and um, made an appointment to go see uh, the adoption agency. Do you feel like at this point you had like this a piece about it? Like you yeah. felt like this is it and, and you were... Yeah, peaceful with it. I think, you know, and I, I probably left this piece out. I had just been praying. You know, I had been having a lot of emotional ups and downs. I definitely battled depression throughout this. I was on some, you know, meds that really just stirred up a lot of um, emotion. And um, my husband and I had always said, if if we started having marital issues, like it was not worth it to us. And I, it wasn't causing marital issues. I feel like it really actually grew us closer, but mm-hmm. what it was doing, was rocking my faith. Yeah. And I was angry. I was becoming bitter. I literally came to a place where I didn't know if I loved Jesus because yeah. I felt like, how can you give me this desire? Yeah. Like, God, you tell me you're good. And how can you be good? Like you, you give me this thing in my DNA to be a mama. Right. And then to, I felt like it was being snatched away. Yeah. 
And so I just started praying, you know, like, God, I'm clinging to your word. And so your word tells me that you're good, that you work all things out for, you know, good for those who love him and that you will use my pain. So God, I don't know what that looks like, but like, I'm begging you to do something here. And and that's where I kind of started feeling a shift. I felt like God was asking me, Nicole, are you wanting to be pregnant (laughs) or are you wanting to be a mama? Right. And it was like, yeah okay, I want to be a mom. Like God created me to be a mom. He didn't necessarily create me to be pregnant. And I feel like that for me, once I kind of realized those were two different things. And does that mean that I didn't mourn that loss? I absolutely did. Yeah. Um, I still have little brief moments. Um, but I, I definitely like in that moment of counseling and being on the same page with Nick, it was like a burden was just lifted. Yeah. And there was still grieving that took place for for both of us because, I mean, it was a full year and a half to almost two years before Jackson would come in, our son would come into the picture. And so Mm -hmm. there was, we'd already waited for so long and now we had to start the adoption process. Yeah. And so. Which is not easy. No. That is not something, (laughs) you know, if people think that you can just walk into a hospital and be like, which one of these babies can I take home? It's not how it works. Yeah. I know from my side. Mm -hmm having both my siblings um adopted it it wasn't like that with Mm -hmm. my parents either you know there was definitely some heartbreak there was you know and it's crazy how in life things happen and things just sort of come up and you remember them and you're like wow I remember that moment when you know xyz happened like um I remember driving in the car with um with Brian and I said something about I remember being probably about 12 and there was a little girl that my parents and I of course me being with them we would go and visit this little girl and we had gotten pretty close to her and we would go to her foster mom's home and 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 it got right down to it and then they said no Mm. that we weren't going to be able to adopt her Mm -hmm. and I remember that heartbreak even as a kid just thinking this was my little sister like I had already thought that Mm -hmm. I had already was like this cute little blonde. She's so cute and tiny. Like she's going to be my baby sister. And then that was snatched away. And so I've seen the ups and downs of it's not easy. No, it's not a quick process. Mm -hmm. So for you guys, it was more. Okay. So you guys have a super unique situation with both of your children, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So There's closed adoptions Mm -hmm. and there's open adoptions. The closed adoption, I know, Mm -hmm. because that's how it is with my brother and sister. Um, I never saw, interacted with their birth parents at all. Um, Their rights were terminated. Mm -hmm. We got my brother and sister. I think, um, I want to say my brother was just under a year old and my sister was still newborn. And -hmm. it was like, Mm -hmm. right away, we got both of them in the process Mm -hmm. God kind of sped that side of it along but for you guys Mm -hmm. you have a completely different side so I think one of the interesting things is you know closed adoption you actually have an open adoption because there is because the kids were in placement with birth parents right okay Um, and so closed adoption is where you have no name 
you have no records of okay. anything. So that okay. would be something like a foreign adoption. Gotcha. Okay. Um, which was something we so learned. So surprised. Yeah. I learned something new. Yeah. But there is definitely varying degrees of openness. Yeah. So it sounds like for you guys, you are on, you know, the lower spectrum of open. You probably have like name, a, a yeah. birth name or things like that. Yeah. Um, whereas with both of our kids, um, we have open adoption and I will add that when we were doing the classes, in fact, when we went to the first class that I was telling you about, that was the one thing was like, what? Open adoption? Like, no, this is our family. Like, right? I mean, we were already grieving this and it's like yes. this idea of sharing our children. Yeah. Like, Almost a sense of ownership. Yeah. Like, this is mine. Absolutely. I don't want to share. Yeah. And so our first class, which was up in Modesto, once it was our first initiation class, they had um, <laughs> adoptive parents and um, their their daughter and then uh, birth mother. And birth mother, like, had babysat their daughter. And I was like, Ex- excuse me? Like, this was, I mean, Nick wanted to get up and walk out. He was like, I can't hang. And I was like, like. Like, let's just trust, like, in this process, like, you know, yeah. we don't have to be that This open. doesn't have to be yeah. us. <laughs> um, and honestly, we were hoping for minimal openness. Right. Um, and, then we, and then we met our birth parents and got the call um, and fell in love. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, it was so God. And I think, you know, as, as you're talking about this month and love, and you, you asked, you know, asked me to talk on this for me my kids are my kids. Like, obviously, I feel like the love would be no different. But I think when I think of adoption and love, it's the it's the birth parent and birth family piece. Yeah. And that's me. awesome. That's yeah. something a lot of people aren't going to put together. Yeah. You know, they're not going to see, they're going to see her as somehow less than, mm-hmm. you know, being the birth mom. Oh, well, and the thing that drives me crazy is when I hear people say, oh, well, you just gave your kid up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for our our birth mothers, you know, they they're choosing adoption and the adoption route and making an adoption plan for their child out of love. Do and you know if that was something that they had already thought of? Yes. So we did domestic infant adoption and so these are birth mothers who are wanting adoption. Okay. So it's it's different than like within the foster care system. And I knew for me I knew that I needed to do the least risky route. We, okay. you know, I didn't want to be placed with a baby and then have that child, you know, pulled from our home right. with reunification, which I'm all for, but I just knew I was not in a place mentally right. where I could handle that. <laughs> just kidding. You can't really keep this one. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, it would have killed me. And so, and, and even yeah. still with domestic infant adoption, we had two potential birth mothers that, um, you know, the plan kind of fell through or they chose to parent. Okay. And so, um, but yes, yeah, so our birth mothers, this was what they wanted and were choosing for their child. It wasn't like they were being um, removed from their birth mother's care. And so if the mother chose the adoption plan, mm-hmm. do you know or is it even possible that they said it must be an open adoption or was that something you guys kind of had to come to the table and really talk about? Well, um, most adoptions in America are open adoption. Okay. Um, I don't even know that they do close adoptions any longer. A lot of birth mothers come in, they don't necessarily want an open adoption because they think it's going to be really hard. Um, and so like with our agency, 
the more and more you learn about open adoption, you realize the benefits of it. Um, And so Nick and I, kind of our go-to saying was always, if it's in the best interest of our child, we'll (laughs) discuss it at that point, you know? And so, um, like, I remember our social worker asking, like, well, would you be willing to have them in your home for a visit? And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't know who she is. Right. I don't know how healthy they're going to be or not going to be. Right. The circumstances could be so varying. I I just... It's kind of like you have to cross that bridge when you get there. Exactly. You can't make... You don't have your crystal ball out, and you're like, this is going to be perfect. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I won't know until we're in that situation. And so for us, we kind of figured we would maybe do, like, pictures, like, every six months or, you know, once a year or something. That's kind of initially what we anticipated. Um, And how did it turn out, though? Like, what's the relationship that you guys have or don't have? What what does that look like now? So with my son, Jackson, um, we... When he was born, we actually got to be at the hospital. We we met his birth parents, um, both of them at the hospital where he was born up north in Sacramento. And um, we got to do the hospital tour. They wanted us very much involved. Wow. They wanted us in the room when she was laboring. And I even held her leg while she was pushing and they that's actually, about as close to yes. like giving birth as you can be yes. right there with him. Absolutely. You know, um, they actually ended up taking him by C-section um, and we were like, we didn't discuss this. Like, what? what is our role? And they were like, the nurses were like, gown up. And so we were right there when they, wow. they brought him out. And um, and then we actually at the hospital, they were placed in a room. They didn't have a room for us. And so that first night, um, we took turns between sleeping in our car in the parking garage and the newborn nursery. Oh my goodness. And, um, but we got to do skin to skin. I mean, all of it. And then the second night we actually, we were placed, um, in a room just a couple doors down and we pretty much went back and forth and, um, his both sets of birth grandparents were there. So we got to meet them and, um, it was pretty tense the first day. Um, we adore um, his birth grandparents, but they wanted to parent and okay. they were hoping to be able to parent Jackson. And so it was really hard for them to swallow, um, rightfully so. Right. Um, and so we we went into that hospital knowing that it was going to be tense, but um, God just moved. I mean, their hearts too. Like <laughs> we joked because he was born on Friday. And Saturday, we were all piling in the car to go to Taco Bell together. (laughs) And they were like, oh, they called us Ken and Barbie. They were like, oh, we hated you guys. We called you Ken and Barbie because we saw your pictures. And and then they loved us. And and they were like, wow, we can't hate you anymore. And and, um, that's who we have the closest relationship with is his um, birth grandparents. Yeah. And um, his birth parents we have not seen since we left the hospital. Okay. Um. We, we we desire to see them. Jackson would love to see them. But I think they, for whatever reason, I think it's really hard for them. And, right. Um, so, we you know, we respect that. But it is kind of hard. We, we For Jackson's sake, as he's getting older, we wish that even just meeting them one time, even yeah. for a coffee or something, just to have that. Um, but we know that God has a plan. Yeah. And we love them and we pray for them. And they know the door is always open. Yeah. And, and that's awesome because there's a lot of families that would yeah. be like, well, you walked away, then too bad for you. Yeah. And I've kind of had my moments. Like, don't give me too much credit. I've, I've gotten <laughs> frustrated before. But I also, I've, I'm not in their shoes. Right. And so 
I know the grief that I experienced with infertility, so I could only imagine the grief and how hard that would be. And I think the longer the time goes, Mm -hmm. I think the harder it is. Yeah. Um, Well, there's so many milestones that maybe they feel, even though they they made this this choice, mm -hmm. milestones they feel like they don't have a right to, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like you guys have, you know day one yeah you've been and they wanted that for us like they you know and we're so thankful we got to pick his name we got all of those things they wanted all of that for us yeah but we love them I mean it's just such a a love and we we speak about them often Jackson sees pictures um but we do we're connected with both sets of birth grandparents we um twice a year usually in the spring and the fall we have them to our home they they're all from out of town so they usually get a hotel room and we kind of swap back and forth and take turns, and we've even had his um, his birth aunt and um, her husband come, and then also his birth great grandmother. Wow! And uh, I guess it would be his step great grandfather, birth great grandfather. Um, so it's and it's crazy because had you asked me at the beginning <laughs> of this journey, I'd be like, um, no, right, right. Um, but it's just incredible. I think. Okay, so I guess that would go into yeah. the next question then about how is your faith. How has it grown through this, this whole process? Because it's amazing. Like, even I've known you, mm-hmm. oh gosh, years. Yeah, <laughs> since I was probably in elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those that do not know, Nicole's older brother is my husband's best friend. And they grew up together. Mm-hmm. And, and I have been so around mm-hmm. since I was 15, too. So mm-hmm. I've been around you forever. And yeah. so being able to even be this close in real life mm-hmm. <laughs> to the whole thing, mm-hmm. it's still amazing. It's amazing because it's such a picture of God's love for us. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. you know, like just that there's something about like, and, and I even wrote the scripture down, Galatians um, chapter four, it talks about how we are redeemed through Jesus yes. and he has adopted us. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's like, he's saying I'm for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, you're good enough or bad enough. Mm-hmm. It's like the newborn baby. It's like Jackson, when you picked him up, there was no, you didn't look at him and say, you know, he's got this flaw or that mm-hmm. flaw. You looked at him and you were like, this is my son and yeah, he's perfect. Absolutely. So how has your faith actually grown, do you feel, through yeah. this? So I think, you know, as I think about love and it's only by God's grace that we're able to do this. I mean, honestly, because we have moments of like our flesh that kick up. And I think especially for myself, like leading up to the visits, like, I think, you know, when you have somebody in your home, you feel on display. Oh, for sure. And as a mom who wants to be the best dang mom, and when you when you are gifted something so precious, like my son Jackson and like my daughter Jordan, um, we want to steward them well. Yeah. And so, you know, trying to represent that, but at the same time, being real. Yeah. Um. And so in the beginning, like leading up to the visits, I mean, I would be a hot mess. And then when they would leave, I would literally crash because it was like just, I I didn't even realize it was very comfortable when they're here. I mean, we laugh, we have a great time. But I think part of me was just... It's almost like holding your breath and you can finally exhale. I remember his um, birth grandmother saying, Nicole, she's like, you know, just know that like, we're so thankful for this. And she's like... You don't ever have to feel like, you know, you have to give us more. She's like, we're just so grateful for what we get because I would, I would even post like multiple times a day on social media because 
we, that's how we communicate when they can follow. And so I would always be constantly right. posting stuff. And I had made a comment about something about posting. And she's like, just know that like, oh my gosh, we save every picture, but don't wear that burden for us. And, right. um, and so there's just such a mutual love and, and they love the Lord. And I think there's, I don't know, there's something just so sweet about that. Like yeah. that understanding of there are family. And, um, as far as Jordan, her birth mother, um, she was in Fresno for a time, um, for I think Jordan's first two years and same thing. Um, we were there when Jordan was born, uh, Nick cut her cord. I did, I did, um, instant skin to skin with her and we got to be in the room while she labored and, um, her birth father's actually on the East coast. So we've never actually met him. Um, but we do communicate via email probably once to two times a year and we send pictures. Yeah. Um, so that relationship does look different. Um, right. But I think for Jordan, she has a relationship with her birth mother. Um, so we're thankful for that since she doesn't have like any extended birth family. Okay. Um, that she does, but we don't have communication with. Um, okay. It's just a different kind of situation. And right. So, um, yeah. And so um, her birth mother actually lives out of state now. Her job took her elsewhere and... Um, but we are able to FaceTime and she's getting more and more curious. And she just actually in the last couple of days has said a couple of times that she misses her birth mother. And it's just so interesting, you know, as she's kind of starting to navigate that and, and saying, yeah. Oh, yeah, I miss her too. She's so special. And, you know, just supporting her in that. And I think yeah. part of the reason selfishly, I want to navigate that with my kids. Right. I don't ever want my kids to feel like they have to, I don't know, bear the burden of feeling bad for having right. questions or having the emotions of not understanding why they might miss somebody that they don't even really know, right, right. but always wanting to support them and, and being a part of that. Um, so for us, we <laughs> want to be open, you know, yeah. and, but again, like I told you, it's been a journey and I feel like God has definitely, um, it's by his grace and his love that we're able to do that because, it would be so easy to be like, here's two pictures every six months, you know? Yeah, doing the um, minimum. Yeah, and um, and COVID's been kind of a weird year because literally when things shut down, I think I was telling Amy, his birth family was here that <laughs> weekend and, you know, we were like, oh my gosh, we're in the zombie apocalypse together. <laughs> um, but we have not been able to see them. And it's been, in March, it'll be a full year. And wow. so it's been kind of hard you know, trying to navigate that's like, if we're not seeing our extended family here, you know, it's, it's like, can we, you know, should we really do that if, if we're not seeing our own, you know, family that's right here. Right. Um, and so, yeah, they've been so patient and so gracious with us. Um, but we're hoping as we're kind of opening up more to be able to do that. And, um, so, so if somebody who is listening, whoever mm-hmm. somebody is, maybe somebody is you listening right now, <laughs> considering adoption, thinking about it, even if it's something that's sort of nagging in the back of their mind, maybe this is sort of that God moment that's like nudging them, hey, this is something you should pursue. What is something um, that you would want to say directly to a family that is wanting to pursue adoption? What would be a few little tidbits that you would want to share? Oh, there's so much. I think one of the biggest hurdles, um, I've kind of helped, I had a ministry through our church that helps support women with infertility or going through the adoption process or thinking about adoption. And I think, you know, 
the idea of the financial aspect, um, specifically right. of, you know, like doing like a domestic infant adoption or a foreign um, adoption. And I would say when God calls you to something, he will always make a way. Yes. He will always provide. And and I think <laughs> we're like, but God, how? Like money, <laughs> money doesn't grow on trees. And, <laughs> and I, I can't even explain it. But like with our own journey, we had, you know, we saved and we did every odd and in job and our families were like really wanting to come you know alongside us and we did like an adoption fundraiser I think you you yep. and Brian and, and Catherine were at that and um it had you had pinwheels yes they're they're in, they're right there in my homeschool <laughs> there room. they are they're we right kept, there yep. they're right here in <laughs> we the room kept them. and um it was like we just need this I, I can't remember it was like seventeen hundred dollars was like our last little bit and we we were like our family's like, let us help you do this. And there was that piece, like, we are so independent. Nothing has ever been given to us. <laughs> but it was like God saying, allow people to come beside yeah. you. And we're like, okay, God. And we literally, it was like almost down to the penny after that fundraiser. <laughs> and it was like, God had such a, a sense of humor. And so I would just encourage anybody listening, you know, there are options. Some of my best friends do, um, did Fost Adopt, mm-hmm. which is another amazing route um, of adoption. Um, That's how my family went with yeah. that. That's how we ended up with my brother and sister. And it's crazy thinking about being on the other side of it so many years later now. Yeah. Like, my um, my brother and sister would probably tease and say that I was like their mom, less <laughs> like their sister. <laughs> Just because the age gap is mm. so huge, I'm... 14 years older than my sister and 13 years older than my brother. Oh, yeah. So they're age-wise, they're not twins. But it's almost like they're twins Mm -hmm. when they were little and growing up. And I can't even imagine Mm -hmm. not having them. Yeah. So for me to be able to be on this side of it and so many years later and even decades at this point, Mm -hmm. it's going to be so cool for you to be able to continue the story Mm -hmm. with your kids. Yeah. For them to be like, they weren't brother and sister quote mm-hmm. unquote but mm-hmm. they are brother and sister yeah, absolutely yeah we keep telling jordan she wants she keeps saying well um who can i marry and um i'll marry jackson and we're like you, you can't marry your brother and she's like why you told me it has to be a boy and you need to i need to love him and and we're like but he's your brother he's your family and she's like but we're adopted and we're like yeah no you still can't marry yeah that's a no that, that's a hard no <laughs> hard no um but yeah, I think, and they're so different, you know, and um, so it is interesting. Some and of she's a little, she's a little bit spunky. Oh yeah, she's a spitfire, uh, keeps us on our toes And I have sure. to say too, something that I think is so awesome the way that God does this is they look like you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like when I see pictures of you guys and if anybody's listening and you want to see a picture of these super, super <laughs> cutie patooties, um, they're going to be, actually there's a picture of their whole family on my Instagram account, which is at Trip Castaney, and they're on there, and they're so cute, but you guys look like each yeah. other. It is crazy. <laughs> you know, when you go into the process, you, I mean, awkwardly as a sound, it feels like you're going to a deli, and you mark all the things Absolutely. you're okay with or yes. open to, and honestly, we were very open. They just happened to look like us, Yeah. and I think part of that was is, you know, the birth parents are, are picking you, and so yeah. I think there's a connection there yeah. that they, you know... And I and I don't know that for sure, but I would imagine, you know, it's like, oh, 
um, like Jordan has blue eyes and I have blue eyes. And that was the one thing my mom, like I remember she was like, but I just want your daughter to have your blue eyes. And I was like, mom, I can't guarantee any of this. Like she may, she may not, she might not even have my skin color. So I can't help you there. It is. It's crazy. Jordan looks like my dad the dark hair the blue eyes the laugh we laugh we're like oh my gosh you're so loud like your papa and and we and it's funny because we'll say stuff like oh she got that from her papa and it's yeah you don't even but you know what we do the same thing in my family we do that about my sister and my brother well they'll do something totally silly or off the wall and we're like oh my gosh it's just like grandpa like (laughs) (laughs) our grandfather you know i'm like it's and and I, I don't make the distinction. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I'm not thinking, yeah. she, you know, she looks like so-and-so. Or, like, yeah. my dad has blue eyes. My brother has blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's so cool the way that God just, like, took mm-hmm. these little beautiful lives and put them exactly where they needed Absolutely. to be. It's definitely, God, we, we say it's God-ordained, I feel. Yeah. And even... Um, Jordan's birth mother, um, we have such a sweet and intimate relationship. And we, we actually shared, um, the first night that Jordan was born, the a hospital room together. And it was just cool. Cause it was like Jordan's first sleepover was with both of her moms. Aww. And, um, <laughs> but she sent me the most beautiful text in this last couple months. And she was just saying like, she's so thankful that like, she's like as hard as it was and everything she had went through to kind of end up in that situation. And at that point to make that plan for her daughter um that she wouldn't change any of it and that she knows like god had us in mind for her and and she kind of feels like a vessel for for our family but also for jordan and and so it's just i don't know it's just neat i think you know we live in this broken world but it but god like i feel like adoption is such a great um example of his like redemption and um you know, adoption was not what God intended. God in, it, intended for kids to be with, with their birth parents. Right. But I'm so thankful, and it's such a gift for my husband and I because even, you know, there are pieces that are hard, and, there, and yeah. I'm sure, I think with having both kids from day one, it is different than if you adopt at an older age. And so right. I don't know that we'll necessarily walk a ton of those difficult roads, but there's still loss in it um, right. for our kids. And right. so, but that's where open adoption, we're able to navigate that, I think, really well. And yeah. and um, I think you guys do a fantastic job just as you. an outsider. I feel like you guys, you love your kids so well. Thank you. You know, and, and the way you talk about them, um, your face isn't lying with what you're saying. Like, yeah. it lines up, you know. Like, yeah. I can see the love in your face when you talk <laughs> about them. It's not... It's not a fake smile yeah. kind of a thing, you know. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank well, you thank for you. opening your heart and your home and kind of walking us down this journey with you. February is definitely the month of love, but um, November is actually adoption month, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yes it is. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I hope that you were encouraged and that something was said today that really kind of touched your heart. Feel free to share this, to like, to subscribe. We'll catch you next time. Bye.